0: Hi, uh, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Week Interview Podcast on Friday, December 22nd, sponsored this week by 42 Bar and Table. On this week's edition, our final show of the year, we're going to talk about the tax bill that just cleared Congress, the new Democratic candidate for governor, sexual harassment in state politics, uh, oh, Transparency in the Razorback Foundation and Turmoil at Arkansas Baptist. We're going to do kind of a quick hits version. Okay. I'm joined once again by Max Brantley, who's back from a trip. How yeah, was it?
1: It was good. We crossed the Atlantic on the Queen Mary 2 in Cunard Line fashion. It was good.
0: How big is the Queen Mary 2?
1: Well, it holds a couple of thousand people. It's pretty good size. It's big. but It's, it's kind of old school. It's British. It's, it was good.
0: So uh, all of the political talk this week was, at least nationally, was about the tax bill that, that passed Congress. Uh, do you have any, I mean, everyone's has their analysis. What's this mean for well, Arkansas? Well,
1: uh, it means for Arkansas that some rich people are going to get really rich. I mean, it'll be worth tens of millions of dollars to people named Walton. Uh, there will be in the short run for most taxpayers, but not all, some small decreases in taxes. The, the impact of those, all the analysis say, will decline over time until finally the lower income taxpayer cuts expire, whereas the corporate tax cuts don't. Uh, the, the, the big question is the one over which the argument is, is that the Republicans say that these tax cuts will spur the economy and past experience, and all the economists say, no, they'll have negligible impact on economic development, but it'll make rich people richer. In time, we will see whether, once again, trickle-down fails or not. And then, uh, politically, I think there's been a pretty remarkable job done of spinning the truth about this bill, which is that, that it primarily benefits the wealthy. And so there's a national opinion about it that's not very positive. The Republicans are pushing very hard to put out stories about working people that are going to receive an $800 benefit from a increased child care tax credit, for example. And, and everybody likes a little bit of money, but a little bit, it's kind of, Obama, people don't remember any longer, had a tax cut early in his administration, which gave everybody a small tax cut, but it came in the form of uh, less re- withholding from their paychecks, and it was really of no political benefit to him. So we'll just have to see.
0: Okay. Uh, So while you were gone, or maybe just before you left, anyway, Jared Henderson, the former uh, Teach for America state executive, announced his candidacy for governor as a Democrat. Uh, David Ramsey talked to him, and we talked about it a little bit on the podcast last week. But since you got back, you had a chance to visit with him uh, in a more kind of extended setting what Would you come away with that? Well,
1: I, I wanted to talk to him because the spin and the coverage was this was a new breed Democrat, moderate Democrat, whatever that meant. And frankly, after talking to him, I found him a fairly conventional Democrat uh, with, with views very similar to my own on some issues like gay rights, abortion and guns. But he's certainly not going to be running on those issues, and he's not going to emphasize them and not going to try and make a point of them. He wants to talk about education. <laughs> I wanted to talk to him particularly because he's been so associated with the education reform movement that the Waltons have financed, which I've written and spoken a number of times i have I have some doubts about I, I think they they tend to to blame teachers for problems that are societal problems and 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 he was pretty reasonable about that. I mean, I think in general this is a very energetic, very bright, very motivated young, unheard of, except in some narrow circles, person who is is exactly the kind of person even where I might disagree on this point or that uh that the Democratic Party ought to be recruiting and trying to get to run for office. He apparently was interested in running at the state legislative level but some other Democrats incurred him to, to seek a higher office, maybe lieutenant governor, but he decided on governor. And we needed a governor's candidate in the Democratic Party uh, to stay on the ballot if for no other reason. There may yet be others. He does seem to have been somewhat anointed by party officials, which is always a dangerous path to follow because for one thing, he is not very well known at this point. His name is, means nothing to virtually everybody in the state. If, for example, a politician with a certain name, I can, you know, I can think of a variety for, what if Joyce Elliott were to run for, she's not, but what if somebody with a name like hers and a proven track record were to enter the Democratic primary, well, then that might, that might make it difficult for a newcomer. So we just don't know, but in any event, uh, I think somebody who's promising energy and promise in a new direction and not really attacking asa hutchinson just saying i think i can do more faster and smarter uh might be a good kind of candidate i still think most political races are won by differentiation and as yet he hadn't offered a lot of differentiation between himself and the governor but there's plenty of time for that
0: yeah Uh, While you were away, David Ramsey wrote an item about an attorney general's opinion relative to a records request for sexual harassment, um, misconduct uh, among Arkansas legislators. Give us some more backstory. Well, I I
1: finally, I I had passed that opinion on to him from afar, and, and I was interested because it was kind of confusing, the answer. And I think this week I finally got to the root of it, and pretty clearly... It seems to have been that in requests by the Associated Press to both the House and the Senate for any records of misconduct or harassment complaints against legislators, they only got one positive response, and that was from the House of Representatives. It said, well, we have one document, and it now appears that it's a document that reflects a complaint by a House employee about a legislator. Uh, We don't know what the nature of the complaint was. We don't know if it was found to be valid or invalid. Uh, We do know that the Attorney General of Arkansas has deemed this a personnel record and thus exempt from disclosure. They they have taken the the stance that this is a record of the employee making a complaint. This to my way of thinking is wholly at variance from the procedure that follows in other agencies. If you make a complaint against a cop, for example, that doesn't become a part of his personnel file. The investigation of it might. An action against him might. But the complaint itself is open to inspection. They're not doing that in this case. Uh, I'm I'm contesting that finding and seeking to get more information. Uh, I think this is just a shocking cover-up by the House, perhaps of nothing. I, again, I don't know if this is a meritorious complaint or not, but the, the effort to which they're going to protect legislators uh, doesn't... Uh, lift your faith in in their professed belief in transparency and proper behavior.
0: So could the House be sued in this case?
1: No, the House couldn't be sued. No, no, no. I I think you could file an FOI lawsuit. Right. I mean, the House itself is subject to the FOI Act. Legislators have some protection of their working papers, but this is not a working paper of a legislator. It's a working paper of the House. Uh, And so that's a possibility. You know, some people say, well, and they've also raised, additionally, John Vines, a former legislator who's now House counsel, said, well, they want to protect the privacy of the person who made the complaint. And and that's a not illegitimate concern. However, you could reveal the nature of the complaint and the nature of the person who's complained against and protect that person's, the complainant's privacy by not releasing
0: it. Sure. All right, well, we, and they should, by the way. We're moving so quick we forgot to talk about our sponsor, 42 Bar and Table.
1: Well, it's great. Uh, I was looking on their menu today. They had a potato and tenderloin soup that sounded like it would have been Ooh, good on a cold, a cold rainy day. A cold rainy day. Uh, the big, the big news there is is their makeover and they're opening for dinner Thursday through Saturday. You know, the day before Christmas Eve is a good day for families to get together and go out to eat and kind of have a special place, and that's a place to do it. It's open five to ten Saturday night till midnight if you want to have drinks at the bar. And it's a really stylish kind of. Concept urban looking bar. It's a good place, and at night you can enter on the outside. I, I just found out I had missed this during the daytime when the library itself, the Clinton Library itself, is open. You do have to go through the main Oh, entrance. I didn't. Not, I didn't really run out for lunch. Maybe well, they've they just it. put up a new stanchion today. It may be something to deal with the security yeah. issue since the rest of the building's open or something. But, that makes sense. But anyway, it's a great place, and they've got just everything from a, new, a spicy chili noodle bowl, which you can get a slice of salmon on top of, to the Arkansas Traveler Burger, which was some candied bacon, and a fried egg. Is It's pretty hard. It'll see you through a day or two.
0: They also have uh, a vegan bowl uh, that's named for President Clinton.
1: I've had the Clinton curry dish. That's it, yeah. That's, yeah, it's good.
0: Okay. Check it out. So Arkansas Baptist College has terminated its president, Dr. Joseph Jones, or he, in any case, he's not there anymore um, Right. Well, after he, a little more than a year.
1: Yeah, it, there's an argument about whether he resigned or was terminated, uh, but clearly there was a falling out between him and the board. There's a power struggle at, underway at Arkansas Baptist, which is a small black college which had a big growth spurt under the leadership of Fitzhill who was a good recruiter of students but not much of a money manager it was a peer they had they had a, a series of financial problems and the new pe- president Joseph Jones found that, that the problems persisted after he took over uh, they've used some continuing cash flow problems is one of the reasons the board is justifying the decision to change him, but I I think this runs deeper. A former ally of Fitzhills is now the interim president. Uh, They're friends of his on the board. I I think it's a a shame, but but some of this is, is a personality struggle of a small school that's really set up to help kids who, in many cases, are behind the curve educationally. And so, they they experience some dropout because they're reaching kids who need remediation and perhaps weren't ideal college students and try and get them graduated and so it's had a long standing noble mission but but Jones the fired or resigned president is promising a lawsuit and uh, to open up some of these issues so we'll maybe get a clearer picture
0: okay the arkansas democrat gazette has joined a fight that you have long waged uh, to Make the Razorback Foundation transparent.
1: Well, it's it's kind of interesting, and and I, I I mean I have a slight personal bone to pick with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, which over the last thirty years has not shown the aggressiveness it's shown lately in wanting to get into the Razorback Foundation records, precisely because as I learned at the Arkansas Gazette several decades ago, that very powerful people are associated with it, and they like to keep their business secret, and they apply pressure to people that see it differently but now the Democrat Gazette partially I think because they kind of got misled on the terms of Brett Bielema's contract to fire football coaches now pressing hard to get some access to records but the story is is that in the case of the top athletic officials the football coach basketball coach top assistant coaches athletic director they're paid through a combination of University of Arkansas and Razorback Foundation money and Parts of the contract, and the contracts are guaranteed by the Razorback Foundation, and parts of the payments come solely from them and not through the university. Although, of course, all money flows as a result of the university's athletic activities. And the Razorback Foundation was set up some years ago as an independent nonprofit for purposes of keeping its records secret. And they claim they're not covered by the FOI, there's precedent in a lot of states. That says their activities are so intertwined with the public activities of the university that yes, their records should be open. Nobody's filed that lawsuit here yet. I think and hope somebody should. Maybe the Democrat Gazette will. At the moment, the issue is there is it turns out a document in the university's possession that will provide the full details on the buyout of Brett Bielema's contract. Was it 11.8 million dollars? How much was it? What are the terms of the payout? But he's in the he Bielema has invoked a. a an element of the FOI law in which you can object to the release of a record and the Attorney General passes judgment on whether it should or should not be released. The University is prepared to release it. We're waiting today for the Attorney General to decide whether it should or should not be released. It's hard for me to believe it should not be released. This is a document that derives from an agreement approved by the Chancellor of the University of Arkansas to pay an employee of the University of Arkansas with money generated by University of Arkansas football games. But uh, the Attorney General has issued some strange rulings, including protecting legislators from disclosure of information about sexual harassment complaints, so we'll just have to see.
0: Wasn't there, didn't you write about a Little Rock lawyer who's threatened lawsuits? Right, there
1: is a lawyer in town, Chris Corbett, who's made a request, not for Bielema's contract, but for how they resolved the buyout agreement with uh, Jeff Long, the fired athletic director. He particularly was interested because in a form that is available publicly, the federal tax return, the Razorback Foundation structured some of Jeff Long's payment as a loan for a whole life insurance policy, and so he's raised some questions about how that was settled, who ended up with the proceeds, who got paid what, and they refused to answer that, and he has told me he is serious about filing a legal action about it, but he has not yet.
0: What's a whole life insurance policy?
1: Well, that's one where you actually build value in it. It's ah. like you know where you pay. It's essentially an investment. You pay a premium, but you you can get a lot of that money back and earns interest on the on the premiums. Whereas a straight right. term life insurance, you get money if you die, but no other way.
0: Yeah, I see. Sort of a scam, though, right?
1: Well, I think it's a way to do deferred compensation without ah. without incurring. I think it. I'm pretty sure it helps the tax benefit of the value of the money that's invested that way.
0: I see. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's all that I've had to cover. Is there anything you want to talk about? You can talk about Christmas traditions. What are you cooking?
1: Roast beef. Every year? Every year, roast beef. Rolls. Cocktail, potato casserole, stilton cheese, sticky to- uh figgy pudding. Rolls. Trifle, homemade rolls same thing relish tray olives black what, and green olives what's a relish tray well that's a that's a word but it's just it's something that's a tradition of my childhood and my mother you get a little you get a little preferably a little cut glass dish from my grandmother and you put some green olives and some black olives and some radishes and some celery sticks and some carrot sticks and maybe some pickles
0: some just, like fancy pickles or just regular well pickles?
1: I, actually this year it's going to be some sweet hot bread and butter pickles Ooh and you just pass that around at the start along with the shrimp cocktail. It's just it's just a tradition.
0: That sounds great. Then
1: going out to senior, going out to Taqueria Samantha for lunch the uh, day before on Christmas Eve. Ah. That's a, that's another family tradition.
0: Sounds like winning traditions. Um okay. I endorse, I endorse that. That's your endorsement? That's my endorsement.
1: Taqueria okay. Samantha.
0: Uh well I'll I'll uh give you two cultural endorsements since everybody's going to be spending a lot of time indoors. One is the new Amazon show, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Have you watched this yet? No. It's by the people that did Gilmore Girls, which a lot of people of my generation watched. uh, Really snappy, sort of Aaron Sorkin-esque dialogue, like almost theatrical, in a way that I could see being off-putting to some people. But um, it's set in the 50s in New York, uh, this uh, upscale Jewish family, young wife is helping her husband become a comedian, and along the way she becomes a comedian. And Lenny Bruce is a character, hmm. uh, and the comedy is actually quite funny. I think a lot of times on these like fake comedian shows, yeah, the comedy not, not so that fun. good, but right. it's pretty funny. And the actress who does it is is really great. Uh, we're about four episodes in so far, and and I'm I'm really into it. That and the uh, the new album by Miguel, uh, who's a contemporary R&B singer known for uh, singing a lot about sex, um, is quite good. I can't remember what it's called, but it's easy to find. And the, the lead single has um, a Luke Skywalker reference, so it's become a favorite. And it's not quite as overtly sexual as some of the others, and so it's become a favorite of my children.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Okay, well, thanks for listening. Have a safe and happy uh, holiday season, and we will be back with you in the new year.
1: Peace on Earth.
0: Subscribe via and Oh, and tell your family about the podcast. go down to a great present.
1: Go down to 42 Bar and Table and have a drink and a burger or something, It's uh, and tell them we sent you.
0: Treat yourself. See ya.